You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-281-7048-800-281-7048-800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Merry Christmas weekend. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, December 25th. 2020. It's our 25th year on the air. Boy, in a couple of weeks, we launch our 26th year bringing you into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And of course, we've got folks from all around the country working from their homes to bring you into tomorrow on this Christmas weekend. Horatio in New York, Erasmo in South Beach, Kim in Coconut Creek, Beth in Naples, And Chris and I here in our Miami studios. If one wants to participate on the show, perhaps, I'm hopeful, that Santa brought them new tech goodies. And maybe they've got a question or two about some of those. How does one ask us? The easiest way and best way is by using our free Into Tomorrow app, because there's a little message to studio button. It'll sound like you're sitting right in the studio right next to us. Um, if you're a little technology challenge, which you know happens to be the case for a lot of people listening to the show, that's why you're here. You can also call our Ask Dave hotline 24-7 at 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Nick in Windsor, Ontario, listens on AM 800 CKLW, and we love you, Nick, calling in using the Into Tomorrow app. I've just started adding some smart devices like smart light bulbs, doorbells, and cameras. I'm the only one in the house. Uh, Will I need to get a new router, too? I still um, use an Android box, which goes over the Wi-Fi. So I'm wondering might require a faster router. My router's maybe six years old. That's a great question, Nick, because you hear us talk a lot on the show about if we keep adding more and more people and devices and things and IoT stuff, look at your router because you're probably slowing everything down. But in your case, I don't think you'd need a new router just because you added a few extra devices, unless your original router was very cheap and underpowered to begin with. Your new devices are typically relatively dormant most of the time, and they don't generate a lot of traffic or require a lot of bandwidth for that matter. Routers are not all equal. So the fact that it was made six years ago doesn't tell us too much. For example, there were already some gigabit wide 
Wi-Fi routers out on the market six years ago, and a router that can handle a gigabit connection should be able to handle a few more devices. Yeah, I mean, in theory, a home router should be able to handle in the neighborhood of about 250 devices. But Wi-Fi is a fairly heavy protocol, so people who truly like home automation and truly dislike getting off the couch sometimes (laughs) prefer lighter weight wireless protocols that just rely on home automation. Now, still, you and a bunch of home devices are probably not going to be making your router sweat too much if it's a decent one. Uh, Change it if it gives you trouble, but it probably won't. Yeah, a good indication is if you add a bunch of stuff and uh, you notice everything else slowing down, and yeah, maybe it's time. And you just add a router. Go with a mesh network. Much more expensive, but well worth it. Ari in Atlanta, Georgia, listens online, and we love you for it, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hello, Ari. I had a question about the recent console reveals, specifically the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I wanted to know if you think it's worth purchasing one of them, or if I should spend some more money on a premium gaming PC. It seems like people are predicting the consoles will be somewhere from $500 to $600, but I know that high-end PCs can run games with performance better than any console, even if they tend to cost a couple thousand dollars. So do you think it's worth it to buy one of these consoles when they release, or should I just spend the money on a PC that will probably last me a bit longer than any console? Wow. Ari sounds like he should be on radio. Yeah. yeah maybe well, he, he just can, was. It, he just was on radio. Well, that's why he sounds like it then. Well, Ari, it really depends on what games you like and anticipate buying and playing in the future. If you intend on buying Xbox, PlayStation, or PC-exclusive games like Halo Infinite, uh, the new Spider-Man game, or uh, Valorant, then it's best to buy the respective console, of course, for the game you'd like and not miss out on your favorites. But if your taste in games varies and is available for all consoles then your best bet is, of course, to get a high-end PC. Uh, For someone who loves gaming, wants to have an edge in the game, well, then PC, we think, is a pretty good choice. Andy in Raleigh, North Carolina, listens on News Radio 680 WPTF. And, of course, we love you, Andy, for calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey there. What are the strengths of each of the major web conferencing platforms? Microsoft Teams, WebEx, Zoom, Google Meet, Skype. Thank you, Dave. Well, it's our pleasure, Andy. The core functionality is the same. Audio, video, usually a dial-in number for the person that wants to sound like they're calling from the engine room of a turn-of-the-century steam-powered ship. Uh, Screen sharing, uh, some recording capability, usually with some cloud storage. They each offer small enhancements over that in some way. For example, Zoom transcribes meetings, so you can kind of guess what was said from the less-than-stellar transcription. Uh, Microsoft Teams focuses on easy collaboration on Office Docs, you would think. You would figure that, right? Uh, Google Meet gets shoved in your face by Google at every possible moment. The fact that it integrates with the Google ecosystem mainly by annoying you. Uh, WebEx seems to be mostly regulated to big, slow-moving corporate giants that haven't moved away from it yet. Uh, Skype is largely abandoned when the interface changed, and it became heavy and cumbersome to use. We don't like it. 
Yeah. Uh, really, though, the only uh, thing that sets them apart in any truly significant way is that whatever company you work for got a good bulk deal and decided to go with that one. <laughs> so you use them instead of the others. Um, they're all pretty much interchangeable, and we're never, we've never heard anyone say, oh, this isn't X. It doesn't have feature Y. They basically have all the same features. Now, of course, we got some uh, research help with this from H on our team, who says he uses Zoom for calls with clients, WebEx for calls organized by a particular client, Google Hangouts and Meet for internal planning calls with more than 20 to 30 members, Slack for intra-team calls, um, all of those about weekly, plus Whereby for internal live incident calls with the tech ops team. Um, he also uses Microsoft Teams about once or twice a year. He says weirdo ones like blue jeans almost never. Yeah. Skype literally never. <laughs> he also uses GoToWebinar for webinars that are more generic than one-on-one trainings. Um, he says they're all interchangeable. Yeah. Let's go to Sadie in Jacksonville, Florida, up the road a further piece, listening to the podcasts. Oh, and we love you for it, Sadie. Calling in using the Into Tomorrow app. What are some affordable, good quality air purifiers out there that remove pet dander, mold, mildew, and pollen particles from the air? And what should I be looking for when purchasing an air purifier, such as like features, to know that it's going to be a good quality product? Oh, that's a different question. I, I like the variety of questions our listeners are coming up with lately. It still involves tech, so it's what we cover. Well, Sadie, it depends on what you need it for and, of course, what room you intend to put it in. Some air purifiers specialize in removing germs and mold spores, smoke, allergens like pollen, or even for bathroom odors. The bigger the room you need to clear out, of course, the bigger and the more expensive the machine. Another thing you need to consider is how often the uh, filters need to be changed or cleaned cleaned in order to stay effective. For the issues that you mentioned, though, we do have a couple of recommendations for air purifiers that won't break the bank. First one is Germ Guardian uh, AC4825. They have convoluted model numbers and stuff. This one costs just under $100, has three different filters, a carbon filter, true HEPA, high-efficiency particulate air, filter and a UVC or an ultraviolet C light. This one is great for smaller rooms. Now, next on the O-Ion 4-in-1 True HEPA Air Purifier is another one. This one's just under $60, comes with the same three filters. A nice plus is that it consumes low amounts of energy. Clark in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome into tomorrow, Clark. Would like to find an economical way to pick up my home internet in a cottage that's next door to our home, probably about 40 yards away. Oh, okay. Good question. We get this kind of thing periodically and always a pleasure to help. Technically, now, any Wi-Fi access point should cover 40 yards easily. But the reality is that depending on walls, trees, whatever else might be in the way, that may not work in the real world. Now, a good solution for you may be an RV long-range Wi-Fi antenna. You can think of them as just large antennas that plug into your computer to act as an additional wireless network card. Um, Now, there really isn't much to using it. You just plug the USB cable and make sure your computer is using that antenna rather than the built-in Wi-Fi. If you want Wi-Fi for multiple devices, you may be in the market for either a repeater or a mesh network. Uh, We talk about mesh networks all the time on the show. 
The mesh network will work if you get Wi-Fi somewhere in the cottage that it can repeat. Otherwise, it probably won't be an option. And the most popular options right now are probably Google's Wi-Fi, Netgear's Orbi, and the Eero, E-E-R-O. For two stations, you're probably already looking at a cost in the low hundreds. The repeater generally has the same restriction as the mesh networks, and they're harder to set up and use. But they'll cost you significantly less. Yeah, and at 40 yards, you do have the option of running a network cable from your house to the cottage and just plugging in an access point on that end. That's also a pretty inexpensive solution. It'll probably cost you under 100 bucks, but it does require laying down 40 yards of cable and somehow getting it inside the buildings at both ends of the run. So it's definitely not the easiest way to go. Lance in Dearborn, Michigan listens on AM 800 CKLW. Welcome into Tomorrow, Lance. I've been getting into uh, home gardening now more lately, and I am planning, since I live in some of the northern states, to uh, try to do some indoor gardening. And I was wondering, are there any sensors or anything that I could use, any sort of tech that would help me in my uh, desire to get you know, the perfect tomato, uh, either outdoors or indoors? Well, that's very cool, Lance. You and Chris. Chris has gotten much more into gardening than he ever was in his life. He's even in gardening groups, for crying out loud. Well, because since March, and if I had to stay home more, I needed something to do. Yeah, true. So he's he's growing. What are, you're growing all kind of stuff on your back patio, which some, is only got, this big. I got some bananas coming in now. Woo! If oh, yeah, yeah. if our little cold snap, man, we had temperatures here in Miami in the 60s. I know that was cold. <laughs> it was so nice. I got to use my seat warmers in my car for all of about two minutes. I know. We had two whole days of wonderful weather. Deep blue skies, and and it was like upper 60s. It was nice. No, I did not put on a sweater, even though I'm born and raised in Miami. I love it when it gets cool. It just doesn't last long. Anyway, uh, so you're growing all kinds of things. And, uh, Lance, the main sensor that you'd be able to use is a soil moisture sensor. They're relatively inexpensive. For example, a uh, PlanetLink soil sensor will cost you about 35 bucks, And it can be calibrated to monitor for the moisture requirements of tens of thousands of different plants. Those kinds of sensors are not all the same, though. You can find smart ones that will alert your phone if the plant needs more water, which can be helpful. Uh, hint, if you're new at this hobby, of course, you want something like that to, to give you that kind of input. It's not rare for sensors like these to need to be linked to a hub, like perhaps a Samsung Smart Things hub or something like that. That is a little bit of a pain because you'll need one extra device, but it does help extend battery life by using less energy-hungry radios than what Wi-Fi requires. Yeah, now, since you mentioned indoor gardening, you might be interested in some of the all-in-one indoor smart garden devices. Now, these are boxes that have room for the plants themselves, but also include monitoring and grow lights. Some can control their humidity as well to create an ideal environment for the plants. Now, there are lots and lots of these boxes to the point that they're fairly generic, and it'd be hard to recommend an actual brand. Now, a few years ago, they made up probably 30% of all of the major tech trade shows. Now, they normally start at around $100 and go up in price depending on both size and features. For example, the soil sensor and humidity control, but also Wi-Fi alerts, automatic watering, automatic light scheduling, and so forth. Wow, there's a lot of stuff that you green thumbers are able to use tech for to really help your plants now. And I think that's neat. So, Lance, let us know what works for you, because not only will Chris want to duplicate what you did, although we're not in a northern climb, we're in Miami, uh, but still, you have to know time of year, what works, what doesn't. And Yeah, we're in Miami, which is why I'm able to grow bananas in my backyard in December.
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I bet Lance can't do that. Probably not. But I wonder if he can grow bananas in his house. Although that, that takes a lot of room. Yeah. Banana trees are <laughs> probably a little more. He mentioned tomatoes or tomatoes. Yeah. And perhaps that's what he's looking to do. We've got strawberries on my front porch, and I'm not at all a gardener. I have to remember I forgot to turn the plant around, though. i got to turn it around every couple days for good sunshine. But strawberries are coming in, and it's December. Yeah, and, and herbs are very popular for indoor gardening. A lot of people, you, there's countertop devices that even oh, have yeah. these LED grow lights on top that you can grow all your herbs and cook f- with fresh herbs in your kitchen. You just pull them off right there from your kitchen counter yeah. and add them to your sauce uh-huh. or whatever. That's pretty awesome. So, Lance, kudos to you for getting into gardening. Uh, you know, Chris's eyes lit up when he heard you say that. So let us know what you do. It'll help a lot of folks all the way into tomorrow. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. That's 855-212-6536. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancel fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Howdy, this is Ken Higgins urging you to remember that it's easier than ever to make sure your precious photos and videos are backed up on a hard drive you can trust. Keep your holiday memories safe and have a terrific new year. Now back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Ken. We appreciate that great advice, too. It's always important. We try to remind you at least once every show, back up, back up, back up all your precious memories and important items for sure. And Ken did just that. If you want to send us a holiday greeting of your own, please do. Use the Into Tomorrow app. It's free. Use the audio option. We'll add the music. Don't worry. Try to keep it to 20, 30 seconds at the most, and we'll get it on the air. And we thank you for participating that way as well. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Stay tuned. In a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Gideon Feldstein. He's the Global Head of Insights and Strategy for Dolby. Um, He's going to be talking to us about their recent survey on home entertainment. Really fascinating stuff that you probably are also involved in, in the very sense that you're thinking of buying or have been buying more entertainment for your home. Do stay tuned for that. Inexpensive hearing aids are now available direct to consumers, but that doesn't mean they don't have the latest features. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Country music legend Eddie Arnold had a hit with Make the World Go Away, which is something people still want to do. And the latest generation of over-the-counter hearing aids can do just that. In recent years, the FDA has allowed hearing aid makers to sell directly to consumers. Most of these devices often have minimal features. But the IQ Buds from New Hera are an exception. 
Now in their third generation, the IQ Buds Max allow users to configure the devices themselves using a self-administered hearing test. The rechargeable earbuds also support Bluetooth connection to your smartphone for making and receiving calls or streaming music. They also have presets for different settings, such as restaurant or driving. But they boast another feature, active noise canceling. This is the same technology that Bose made famous with their traveling headphones. Three microphones in each earpiece sample the ambient sounds, and then the earpieces generate opposite waves to cancel out those sounds. So with just one tap, you can make the world go away. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Alfred. I like that. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M dot com. Any product that can make the world go away with the push of a button is a product for me. Boy, you're, <laughs> it's right up your alley for sure. James in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, James. Hey, Dave. Long-time listener. Love the family show. Well, thank you. Truly love the family aspect of it. I am building a man cave. It's not a giant man cave, but I want to do a projector TV. Are there any kind of projectors that you would recommend for a smaller space, not a giant space? Are there any ones that I should avoid? Well, James, we should probably start out by mentioning the Nebula Capsule Max Smart HD pint-sized projector that was part of our recent summer giveaway that extended into the fall. It's portable, too, so you wouldn't be limited to using it just in your man cave. Uh, that one runs about 470 bucks. Now, the Optoma EH200ST is worth a look in this category as well. That ST at end of the model name stands for short throw. That means that you can set up by the screen or wall rather than the other side of the room. It's optimized for small spaces. That's the good news. The bad news is that it'll cost you the better part of $1,000. Now, if you don't mind trying a less well-known brand, you can look at the XGIMI MOGO. It's $400, but that gets you the same short-throw optimization. Harman Kardon speakers and 4K resolution. Yeah, if you have more of a budget and are still watching 3D content, the 1080p Optoma Ultra Short Throw 3D may be for you. It's more of a budget, uh, maybe an understatement, though. It'll cost you $1,600 or four times more than the MoGo. More for you at intotomorrow.com. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 21 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's 800-213-5082. 800-213-5082.
This is an important announcement for anyone who wants health insurance, even if you miss the deadline. Right now, you can get the health insurance you and your family need from top insurance providers, even if you have pre-existing conditions or no insurance at all. The Plus Benefits Health Insurance toll-free number has been extended to help anyone who wants health insurance coverage now, or if you need a better plan or a lower price. Call Plus Benefits Health Insurance now at 800-332-1993. The call is 100% free and the help is real. Call 800-332-1993. That's 800-332-1993. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you especially in advance for calling in and participating on the program, not just because we like to send you prizes when we hear you on the air, but because we want to solve your digital dilemmas. Let us answer any questions at all that you have about consumer tech. Or maybe you have some additional input for one of our listeners. We love it when listeners help other listeners. You can call in anytime, 24-7. Questions, comments, concerns, again, help for other listeners, whatever the case. The best thing, of course, is to use the free Into Tomorrow app. And you sound like you're right here in the studio with us. Just search for those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. And then there's a button on the app that says, Message the Studio. And you can do that anytime at your convenience. Or the old-fashioned way still works, toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. Our next guest's company enables spectacular experiences, lifting the potential of stories to connect with our emotions. Wow. I mean, that's fascinating, and it's also very accurate. The global head of insights and strategy with Dolby is Gideon Feldstein. Gideon, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm well, thanks. Thanks, Dave. It's a pleasure having you guys with us. You did a a recent survey about home entertainment, which struck a nerve with us, and I'm sure a lot of our audience, uh, unveiling some really interesting insights into how and why Americans' entertainment habits have changed since the start of the year. Obviously, the pandemic plays a role in just about everything we do, but I'm guessing that had a a role to play in this, too. But one of the things that you pointed out is nearly three-quarters of adults in the U.S. are spending more each month on entertainment, and nearly 70% of U.S. adults said they plan to purchase new devices to upgrade their entertainment experience in the next six months. Uh, Certainly with the holiday season upon us, that's cool. Uh, Having been on the air covering consumer tech now for 25 years, that warms the cockles of our heart (laughs) that folks are planning to spend more. Uh, Tell me about this survey that you guys at Dolby did. Sure. Uh, We always kind of try to to kind of keep our finger on the pulse of what consumers think, how they're doing, and kind of the relationship to our brand and entertainment in general. So we did this survey with 5,000 people across China, U.S., India, and France to really get a sense of opportunities for new products and services and just, again, take take our finger on the pulse of how consumers are feeling right now, especially during these times. And we all, of course, talk in the last several months about how Americans have been consuming entertainment, but uh, certainly the pandemic uh, has a lot to do with it, where folks have been uh, quarantining and just trying to stay home together as a family and that sort of thing, and obviously increases the need for more and more home entertainment, right? For sure. Uh, One of the things we found that was really interesting is actually the desire for more connection virtually with family and friends during shared content together. Um, that was a really interesting insight for us. So in the past, consumers really kind of just consuming on their own. Um, 
during the pandemic time period, we actually saw about 86% of the global respondents we looked at connected virtually with family and friends and watching content together. And in fact, for a lot of those, it was actually their first time doing this. Wow. So, so you're talking about watching together, but separately. I mean, being exactly. being elsewhere, perhaps around the country or around the block, but watching something together and, I guess, sharing the experience. I mean, how does that work, you find, for most people, though? Yeah, I think it's it's a factor of kind of the world we're in right now. So people will text sometimes while watching the same show together. Um, people will be on the phone watching the same show together. And, in fact, sometimes there's live chat with multiple people commenting at the same time. So I think it's just a new way to kind of connect under what have been, you know, extraordinary circumstances in the world right now. And it's just a way to kind of really increase those shared experiences and then bridge the gaps that we've all experienced over the last year. And, Gideon, I find that fascinating because, first of all, I have always been one that if we go to the movies back in the day when we could do that, um, or even if we're just gathering with friends at home and watching something, you know, movie night at Dave's or something, to be able to have more people and you can look at them or turn to them and have the same gasp like oh my gosh did that just happen you know that sort of thing that i guess this is what folks are doing even long distance and even via chat and phone calls it's it's true and i think we're we're seeing that in in a variety of different age groups and kind of areas so this isn't just younger consumers i would say consumers of all ages Hmm. are engaging this behavior just to feel closer and increase those shared experiences so that's, of course, one way that they've been consuming entertainment this year, especially. What are other things that your survey found? Sure. Uh, you mentioned kind of the notion of paying more for enhanced experiences. I think we see in general people wanting to kind of connect to content more deeply. Um, there's a growing desire for new ways to experience entertainment, but also a deeper connection with the artists and creators that they love. So people kind of pay more for new streaming services, for premium tiers, to kind of get those better experiences. And that's a general trend we've seen kind of increasing over time, but it's really kind of been supercharged, I'd say, over the last six to eight months. Wow. And and I would imagine that it would continue that way for at least a while. I mean, we all talk about whatever the new normal, in air quotes, might be, but it certainly seems that this is going to continue, unfortunately, in a similar fashion. We think so, but even when the world comes back to some, you know, new sense of normal, whatever that looks like, um, we don't see this as replacing kind of the night out or theatrical. We see this as an additive experience. I think people continue to kind of experience more at home, have their shared experience at home, spend more money on kind of new experiences, but still kind of go out and, and stay in at the same time. Gotcha. And what have you found, or did the survey include the kinds of equipment that they expect to buy? I mean, is it going to be pretty much increasing, uh, you know, larger TVs, uh, more in the way of surround sounds, that sort of thing? You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I think we see uh, more intent for kind of streaming services and kind of OTT boxes that are kind of things like Roku or Apple TV Plus, as an example. Um, in addition to kind of TVs and soundbars. So in general, I think there's more of a desire to spend more money on outfitting your home mm. in a way that's a bit more um, substantive than in the past. This is even true of younger consumers. So I think in the, in the past we saw that kind of more true with older consumers, but I think partly due to the pandemic and partly due to kind of just more interest in spending time at home together, we see the desire to kind of upgrade more equipment across the home and across the living room in a new way. Oh, that's very cool. And now this might seem sort of an obvious question, but why do you think consumers have been willing to spend more on their entertainment lately? I mean, for the kinds of things we've talked about up to now, absolutely. And I get that and more and more entertainment being consumed. So then you realize, well, we're missing that sound bar. We're missing the larger TV. Uh, but, but in general, why do you think folks are, are just willing to spend more? 
It's interesting. You know, in other work we do, we see a general desire, I think, as I mentioned, for just a deeper connection to the content. But I'd also say historically, people prioritize entertainment spend during challenging times, um, even ones that are financially challenging. So I think it's about treating yourself the deeper connection to others at home that we mentioned, and then replicating that night out that really hasn't been possible of late. Uh, in addition, I'd say enhanced experiences that we can offer, like Dolby Atmos and Vision, are now available in more affordable devices. So I think what was earlier kind of a more premium and potentially out of reach for some consumers has really kind of become a lot more in reach and possible for a large group of consumers. Uh, very good points, and it does make sense. It allows opportunities for various companies to say uh, supply and demand kind of thing, but let's move more product now, maybe make a little less money on it, but certainly more consumers are going to be interested in what we've got. And I hope as a result that pays off. Any general recommendations for us looking to upgrade various consumer tech items, especially entertainment, for the holiday season? Certainly a lot of people are, are saying, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, What should I do for the family entertainment? Sure. We know that budget's top of mind for anyone looking to buy for themselves or for a gift to them at this point. So we're really excited to have Dolby Vision and Atmos products, as I mentioned, in a bit of a lower price range, as low as 200 to $300, like soundbars and TVs. Some things to consider when you're thinking about upgrading tech are your use cases. So is it about movies, TV, cable, or gaming, and then optimizing for what you'll be using it for? And again, please do look for that Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos logo so you know you're getting the most immersive and quality experience that's possible. Uh, for sure. Any insights from the Dolby survey that you think will perhaps carry on into the new year and into tomorrow, if you will? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think the trend we're seeing around consumer desire for more enhanced and engaging experiences across all entertainment categories, whether it's gaming, music, TV, or movies, will continue to grow. Um, we also expect the home to play an increased role for entertainment moving forward. Even when these nights out become a more regular occurrence again, we still expect this to kind of happen. And then also what we first started talking about, Dave, that desire for more shared virtual entertainment experience will continue to grow into the new year and beyond. And it's not about replacing theatrical, but really more additional ways to enjoy the favorite content you love together with your friends and your family. Boy, I, and I sure hope you're right, Gideon, because I do personally miss going out to the movies. I mean, it was one of those of things course. that I truly loved and gathering some friends and family and, hey, let's go see this new flick that's out. And I just wonder if we're going to be able to do that anytime soon. But in the meantime, of course, take advantage of all that we can at home, movies and TV that transport you in Dolby, among so many other things. Gaming leveled up as well. Check out Dolby. Dot com, D-O-L-B-Y dot com. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Gideon, the Global Head of Insights and Strategy with Dolby, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. The survey is awesome and certainly reflects what most of our audience is looking to do as well. Thanks, Dave. It was a really pleasure to be here with you. Our pleasure to have you, too. Gideon Feldstein with Dolby.com. And Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away as we continue here on the Advanced Media Network. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. 
they can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-817-2939-800-817-2939-800-817-2939 Hi Dave. This is Jens from IFA in Berlin. I wish you, your listeners, and your great team Merry Christmas, or as we say in Germany, Frohe Weihnachten and ein gutes neues Jahr. Back to Dave. And the same to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jens. Always great to hear from Jens Hightecker. What a great name for the director of a high-tech trade show, Hightecker. <laughs> We've said that for, what, 18 years that we've known him. Yeah, It's still pretty cool. If you would like to also contribute with a holiday greeting, uh, try to keep it under 30 seconds or so. We would love to hear from you, and we will play it, but you got to act fast. Use the Into Tomorrow app and the audio option. We will add the music and just say whatever you'd like to say for a nice holiday greeting. We'd love to have it. By the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. If you'd like more info, you can text the word radio to 35000. Again, text the word radio to 35000. And unlike the Elon Musk thing that cost you, what, five, $600 up front and, and a whole $100 a month, $100 a month <laughs> HughesNet is a Affordable. Yeah. So trust me, you want to text 35000, right? It's 35,000 basically. Just text 35000. And uh, put radio there, and you get info. And with average speeds of 25 megabit down, that's pretty good. Yes. That's what I get with my Comcast at home. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You should get more. (laughs) But, yeah, we use HughesNet in our studios as well and has worked well for many years. So, by all means, take advantage of that. Barbara in Fairbanks, Alaska, listens on News Radio 970 KFBX. Hey, Barb. I have an iPhone, and I have over 1,500 photos, and I have some videos on my phone and I was wondering how would I move it out of my phone and what's the best device that I could use to store my photos and my videos well you open a drawer and you shake your phone over the drawer and then all of the photos just fall out into the drawer what are you looking at me like that no no she said iPhone so it's supposed to be really easy that's not it though no okay Barbara the best device is many devices, actually. The easiest solution is to put them on iCloud. You can turn that on as an option in settings, though at 1,500 pictures, they may want to charge you an extra dollar or a couple of dollars a month for storage. That's a lot. You can also upload them to a different service like Google Photos straight from your phone. Again, they may want a little money, given the amount of pictures that you have. You can move them to your computer by plugging your phone in and and syncing the pictures using iTunes or Photos. Now, once they're on your computer, you can store them in several hard drives, 
if you want to be safer, and that way you have backups of your backups. Yeah, the main strategy is to diversify. Get them onto different storage devices or mediums, if you can, so that if one fails, you'll still have them stored somewhere else. iCloud or Google Drive are unlikely to disappear, but they could choose to charge you more or eventually discontinue the service. So it's smart to back up to several services, even if you choose those to be your primary backup strategies. And they are great as primary backup strategies, by the way, uh, because they back up in the background without you having to do any extra work. Yeah, which is always very handy. So I think that'd be best not only for Barbara, but for everyone listening. Take advantage of that. Let us know what works best for you, Barbara, and we'll share that with our audience as well. Robert in Puerto Rico listens on Spotify, which, of course, is one of our many podcast providers. Hey, Robert. I already purchased a tablet, and I'm planning to purchase on the computer, but I'm not sure if I would like to buy a laptop or a desktop. I really don't need to travel a lot, so by purchasing the laptop, it won't make any big difference between the laptop and the desktop. But my wife told me if I already have a tablet, then I won't need to purchase the laptop. What do you think? Well, Robert, of course you want to buy a new piece of consumer tech. And I'm sure your wife would ultimately agree. But it all depends on what you want to do with the laptop. A laptop is still much more powerful and versatile than any tablet. But a tablet is enough for many people. If all you need is email and web browsing, then the tablet is probably good enough. But if you want a device that can take on more computer tasks or more serious gaming, a laptop is a better choice. Yeah, no, while we're talking about gaming, that's probably the most popular reason to opt for a desktop these days. Desktops can be far more powerful gaming machines, but when you buy one of those, you lose the other reason people buy desktops, to spend less money. Powerful desktops aren't cheap, but cheap desktops can be more than enough. Um, Now, there are advantages to laptops beyond travel. It's nice to be able to use it wherever you want rather than just at a fixed desk like you would do with a desktop. Smartphones have probably gotten us used to that freedom of movement even more, and it's definitely a nice feature to have. Yeah. Good luck, Robert, and let your wife hear this, and uh, that way she'll be mad at me and not you. (laughs) But hopefully you guys will do a a good thing and just invest in more tech. Intotomorrow.com. Hey, guys. It's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes... Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. To find out how to get your bottle of Noxitril, call 800-574-5007, 800-574-5007. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call now, 800-574-5007, 800-574-5007. Ho, 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 ho. 
Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from everyone on Into Tomorrow, your great station for technology. Make all of your days merry and bright. Wow, very cool. Santa, a.k.a. Joe in Gladewater, Texas. (laughs) We appreciate that, Joe. And if you would like to add your holiday greeting that we will play on the air, please do it now. Like, don't wait till even tomorrow because we're going to run out of time to play it. So use the free Into Tomorrow app and then the audio option. We will add music. No worries. And then just send us a holiday greeting telling us whatever you'd like to say about consumer tech, about uh, happy holidays to the military serving around the world, whatever you would like to say, and we'll add it to the mix. And we thank you for doing so. That'd be great. By the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our website at IntoTomorrow.com and on our free Into Tomorrow app. Ah, there you go. Jake from State Farm. No, no. Jake. Jake and Colfax, see, advertising makes a difference. Jake in Colfax, Washington, listens on KMAX. Welcome into tomorrow. I just got a car with an older radio. It's like a 2013 Nissan, but it has a 2008 radio on it. Wow. Do you guys know, like, Android Auto would work on it? And also on a side note, like, how does Android Auto work, I guess? <laughs> I like your question, Jake. By all means, any aftermarket Android Auto head unit will work on it. Any Android Auto radio will do all of the work as long as you just give it power from the same inputs any normal radio will take. Yeah, the only thing that will affect compatibility and overall experience is whether you can get a double DIN or a single DIN unit. But you'll figure that one right away by just looking at your current car radio. Now, of course, DIN means how tall it is, right? Right. Okay. Single height or double height. Right. Okay. Um, Now, smart car radios are one of those very rare technologies that play nice with older partners, um, in this case, cars. Ironically, cars don't play nice with newer phones at all, and their stock radios can randomly lose features because they've never been updated. So you're probably saving yourself a headache by installing an Android Auto radio if you really want to count on being able to pair it with your phone. Yeah. And a lot of folks are doing that. It's it's fairly easy to do. I mean, I I feel for Jake because he has a, a, a newer model car, but a much older radio, which obviously meant the person owning it before him swapped the radio, wanted an older one, I guess, for its features. So I think he's he's doing well in thinking about the Android auto radio. And it will give you more features and, and more things. So I think that's a good way to go. I mean, is it, isn't it similar to Alexa in the car? Kind of. Kind of. But, I mean, it does more features, too. I mean, it has more functionality. You can then have your apps work with the radio and come up on screen and things like that. Okay. Drive safely, though, please. All the way into tomorrow.com.